Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Fantasy Best Friends Forever. This is the Fantasy Best Friends Forever here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network alongside Frankie Stample. I am Greg Sussman. Frankie, what's going on, buddy? Frankie, it's hump day here on a Wednesday, December 5th, getting you ready for the first round of your fantasy football playoffs. It's week 14. If you're out of the playoffs, I'm sorry. Still talk about some players that we like. Maybe you get those guys in in DFS. Uh, we'll try our best to make sure that you stay awake throughout the show today. Uh, because I know that's a topic of conversation around the network. Uh, outside of that, I'm doing well, Greg. How are you? I'm doing all right, man. I'm, uh, I'm doing all right. I'm, I'm looking at my waivers that just went through. I'm annoyed that I didn't just put a dollar on John Kelly because I was being cheap. I put zero dollars and I didn't get him. Oh, <laughs> the old zero dollar bid. The old zero dollar bid. Well, Greg. Did not get it done. Doesn't surprise me. Stupid. You, Greg, you can't take your fab with you. You're, you're, like, you're pinching pennies in, in, in fab dollars, Greg. What's going on here? I I have no idea why. I did. <laughs> why didn't I just bid a dollar? Like, what am I doing? Two dollars. I was like, it's John Kelly. Nobody's gonna remember this guy. Yeah, except, I was wrong. except for the girly owner. I was, I was wrong. You the girly, were very wrong. The girly owner bid a dollar. Whatever. Todd Gurley gets hurt this week. I'm gonna be so upset. And I'm still in, obviously. So, so upset. you only got Zay Jones? That's it. We only got Zay Jones. You got Zay Jones. Yeah, I have no, uh, I have no fab left in my home league either. I only ended up with uh, Kenneth Dixon, but a lot of the guys were already owned. Jalen Samuels is already owned. Uh, for those who are wondering you know, how much money these guys are going for, again, at this point it doesn't really matter how much they go for. It's just like if you have money left, you want to go out and bid on these guys. Jeff Wilson, who was pretty much like universally available, I think he was only owned in two percent of leagues. I don't even if know two percent. Like that's weird. No, yesterday he was owned in two percent of leagues. What his parents? That, that might be. That was one thought. It might be the leagues where, and don't ever play in a league like this, where you can make transactions while like games are going on. Because I played in one of those leagues once, and it is absolutely atrocious. Don't do that. It's bad. Jeff Wilson was the most, the highest paid for player in my league. He went for twenty bucks. I don't know how people had twenty bucks left, but he went yeah. For I mean, um, you had Jalen Samuels went for the most in my league. He went for forty four. Makes sense. Yeah. Um, it's do or Jeff die. Wilson right went for like twenty seven. I think. Uh, Dante Pettis went for more than Zay Jones. Dante Pettis went for six bucks. I got Zay Jones for two. Uh, Stephen Ridley went for five. Greg, we spoke about uh, we spoke about Jalen Samuels yesterday and how he has tight end eligibility on Yahoo. Yep, thought it was really interesting. So last night I really dug into the QB tight end and defense ranks. Tonight I'm going to really dive into running backs and wide receivers on Fantasy Pros rankings. You can actually rank Jalen Samuels as a tight end this week. So just kind of like running down the list, you know who your 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 top tight ends are, obviously, Greg. Zach Ertz, Travis Kelsey are at the top of the list. Where would you slot Jalen Samuels in in terms of tight ends, tight end rankings this week for those who are playing on Yahoo? Great. 
Because I, I have my answer. If they're playing on Yahoo and you have to rank Jalen Samuels, I would rank him third. You rank him third? Yeah. So how do you view him then from the running back position? Because I, I'm not going to knock you for thinking that way, but you'd have to ha- be pretty aggressive in ranking him as a running back then. Top 24? But I, I haven't done my running back rankings. Yeah, you haven't done your running back rankings, which yeah. you can purchase via Venmo. Of course. Send them to at Greg Sussman. At Greg Sussman on Venmo. I heard Corey making some money. <laughs> no, I'm just saying, like, like in your mind my, my of a fantasy football player, like where would he rank this week? Is he a... Low end RB two is he a more yeah, flex so, option? So I, in my head, I think he's a low end RB two, maybe you know a high end RB three. And the fact is, tight end is so so tough to figure out on a weekly basis that after Zach Ertz and Travis Kelsey, I don't think you can count on anybody, anybody, including Rob Gronkowski. And that's why I think in my initial tight end rankings, which you can purchase uh, right now on Venmo, um, I have Jalen Samuels third. Yeah, those aren't a thing. Uh, I have him fifth, Greg. So I have him behind Eric Ebron and George Kittle. Yeah, so I thought... Just Ebron, I mean, the, the first fine. game without... Ja- without fine, Jack all right, so you, you're right, you're right. Let's put Ebron a third. The Texans give up a lot of fantasy. Let, let's put Ebron a third, you're absolutely right about that. I would have him ahead of George Kittle. All right, yeah, that's fine. I mean, that's where I was uh, trying to figure out where to slot him in. That's Jalen Samuels. That's Jalen Samuels, uh, indeed. Throughout the program today, we'll take your calls at 844-436879, because we want to help you, and that's, that's really what we're here to do. We're here to help you, the people. Yeah, like I mentioned, I already have some quarterback rankings, and yesterday I misspoke. I said that I was going to have Josh Allen inside my top 12. That's not true. Uh, I have him at QB 15 right now, and I think you, you know, you'd be shocked to, to know where I actually have guys. Like, I have Tom Brady at 17 this week, Greg. Crazy. And where's Aaron Rodgers? I have Aaron Rodgers. So it's an, it's an interesting week for quarterbacks because there's a lot of really good quarterbacks that haven't been playing well but are like in solid matchups. So I have both. Rodgers, Goff, and Matt Ryan inside my top 12. I have Rodgers at 9, which is four spots lower than the consensus. Like, people are just firing Aaron Rodgers back up. They're like, Mike McCarthy is gone. Joe Philbin's going to step in. Uh, I see people on Twitter talking about Aaron Rodgers calling his own plays, pretty yeah. much being the offensive coordinator for the Packers. What Ben Roethlisberger is for Pittsburgh. Basically. So you, you see people talking about that. I can't be that aggressive on Aaron Rodgers just jumping back in. I know the Atlanta Falcons have given up fantasy points to, to quarterbacks all season long, but Deion Jones is back. They've, they've been a little bit better as well. Uh, they haven't been giving up monster yardage, and Aaron Rodgers just hasn't been himself. So, you know, the consensus has him inside the top five. Consensus, fantasy pros, rankers, whatever. I have him at ninth right now. My 9, 10, 11 is Rodgers, Goff, Matt Ryan. Matt Ryan and Aaron Rodgers going up against each other, which, Greg, if you had to guess the over-under in that game, what, what do you think it would be? Because normally it's like, oh, Matt Ryan against sure. Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, 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 yeah. This is a huge number. I will go with 54 and a half. 49 and a half. Really? It's lower. It's lower oh. than normal. Right. I'd imagine the public is going to bet that up. I imagine they will as well. Speaking of the Packers, uh, Joe Philbin, the head coach, and, and Frank just mentioned it, um, the fact that Aaron Rodgers maybe should call his own plays or will call his own plays as the offensive coordinator there uh, de facto. Weird thing with Winston Moss last night, I thought, Frank. Um, firing the associate head coach, a guy that's gotten a bunch of uh, head coaching interviews for some stuff he said on Twitter. It looked like Joe Philbin making a bit of a power play. Yeah, I saw that. Uh, just based on something that he said on Twitter, I mean, it's... You know, whatever. Joe Philbin, like, I don't know what Joe Philbin's trying to do here. I know he's closing out the season, but is he going to be there next year? Ultimately, I don't think so. We've already seen Joe Philbin as a head coach, and it's, it's not great, Greg. So, yeah, whatever. Power play, it is what it is. I'm interested to see. You know, I've, you know, I've thrown around some conspiracy theories. 
half joking, half reality. Uh, we'll see what happens. If Aaron Rodgers just comes out firing this week and to end the season, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if, if that team really just wanted Mike McCarthy gone. You know, it, it could have a similar effect to the Packers, the way that Hugh Jackson leaving the Browns really lit a fire under that team. You know, it sounds crazy when you say, you know, Aaron Rodgers wasn't playing well under McCarthy. Did he want him to get fired? But then if you look at, you know, these situations and the way that they play out with the Cleveland Browns, Greg, they've been competitive in pretty much every game but one, which was last week, without Hugh Jackson. So Baker Mayfield played better. Defense played better. It could just be addition by subtraction here. Take Mike McCarthy off the Packers. I know they still have a lot of holes. I mean... It seems like every single year that Aaron Rodgers has been on this team, the defense hasn't been great. I think they're moving in the right direction. Jair Alexander looks like a promising piece in the secondary. They still have a lot of holes, but they still have one of the top five, top three best quarterbacks in the NFL. So I wouldn't be surprised if it's like a subs- uh, addition by subtraction thing here with the Green Bay Packers. It's funny seeing Josh McDaniels' name bandied about. I'm like, what are we doing? What are we doing with Josh McDaniels? Come on, man. Yeah, I mean, look, everyone's trying to find the next Bill Belichick, right? So they're going to continue to to steal the pieces Daniels away. Thing, the Colts did this. Yeah, they did, it and they work. ended up with ultimately the better uh, with the better candidate. Look at the job that Frank Reich has done. I know sure. you could be critical of, you know, some of his aggressive play calls again last week. If he kicked the three field goals that they had opportunities to make, they win that game. Uh, if they don't go for it in overtime, they don't lose that game. That was a divisional game, so. Frank Reich has been an outstanding coach this year. There's no doubt about it. I know he's been aggressive, but at least he's been consistent, and we've talked about that. Josh McDaniels, I'm with you, Greg. Like, come on. Take someone from college. You know, try something different. If, one of the, if John Harbaugh comes available, maybe that's something that happens. Like, Josh McDaniels, I don't know. I don't know why we're doing this. Like, people are going to continue every couple of years to try and, you know, take some of these, uh, take some of these Patriots coaching candidates away. Look how it's working out with Matt, Matt Patricia and the Detroit Lions right now. It's not. No. And we've seen, and we've seen McDaniels before with the Broncos, too. Like, he didn't well, play. I, well, listen, people can get second chances. I have no problem with yes. that. Um, but, yeah, Matt, Matt Patricia, a fine example. It looks like they continue, people continue to go back to the Patriots. Well, Brian Flores, a popular uh, candidate this year. It'll be interesting to see where they go, whether Lincoln Riley's involved. Um, Bruce Arians' name's been bandied about, although he says he only wants to coach in Cleveland, which I, I don't get. I don't really get this whole I only want to coach in Cleveland thing, but, you know. Yeah, that's a few guys now, too. Bruce Arians, you mentioned that. I know that uh, Lincoln Riley coached up Baker Mayfield, yeah. so they're going to try and make a play there as well. I mean, there's a lot of teams. Like, the way that the NFL is trending, I don't know. They've, they've thrown around some defensive coaching candidates as well. At, like, they can't get in, jobs, yeah, right? Like, in this that day can't, and that age, can't be a thing. how can you not go with an offensive-minded coach? So, we'll figure it out. Greg, I put out a poll um, in, involving defensive streams because – it's that time of year. I mean, we've been getting defensive stream questions for weeks now. Like, people talking about, oh, which defense can I stash for the fantasy playoffs? And I put this out just asking, you know, who, which defense do you like most as a stream this week? Yeah. I think it's going to be a popular topic of conversation. Sure. Uh, between the, the Titans going up against Jacksonville, that's Thursday night football. That's against Cody Kessler. And then boys, Leonard Fournette, obviously expected to return. Buffalo Bills against the New York Jets, whether it's Sam Darnold, Josh McCown, offense is completely inept. The Steelers going across the country to face Derek Carr and the Oakland Raiders. And then uh, the Denver Broncos going up against the San Francisco 49ers and Nick Mullins. As of right now, 35% of the poll are with the Bills. Nobody circles the wagons like the Buffalo Bills going up against, I expect, Sam Darnold and the New York Jets. Scott and Dane this morning on the Roto Experts and then on FST were talking about the Giants as a potential stream because I love it. It's Mark Sanchez. Whether it's him or it's uh, Josh Johnson, right? 
they're talking about you know bringing him back to the NFL. And I was doing a little bit of research downstairs and I was asking you guys. I was like, Josh Johnson's played in the NFL, yes, very briefly, <laughs> a five touchdown to ten interception ratio in his NFL career, very brief stint. But whether it's him, whether it's Mark Sanchez, I know, you know the Giants aren't going to have Landon Collins, and they've given up a lot of uh, rushing production recently. But it's Mark Sanchez. The Eagles' defense hadn't been playing well either the past couple of weeks, and then they get Mark Sanchez. You, you get a few turnovers here. You get a few sacks. That offensive line lost a few more pieces on Monday night, too. I love the Giants as a potential uh, as a potential play in, in Week 14 against Washington. Yeah, absolutely. There's a lot of potential streams out there, so if you didn't get one, uh, make sure you go, out and, uh, you go out and do that. And I asked you the question again, because you were talking about it last night, Frank, as you were putting your waiver bids in, and that's what to do with the Chicago defense. We're on streaming defenses here. Uh, I asked you this on the air last week. You said, listen, it's the Chicago defense. The Rams do actually give up a lot of points. Uh, two defenses. Now you've had some time to think about it. It's now this week officially. You're sticking with your guns. So normally, the Chicago Bears are a top three defense, regardless of who they're playing. This week, I have them at the 10th ranked defense. So I have lowered them. With that being said, I'm still higher than the consensus this week. Uh, the consensus has them at 13. So outside the top 12, normally, you, know, you wouldn't be starting the Chicago Bears. I'll say this, Greg. I have a league where I have a few players on my bench. I know it's the playoffs where I'm not going to start these guys. And I have the Chicago Bears defense. In a league like that, I've already done it. I've picked up the Pittsburgh Steelers. And I, I'm going to stream them against the Oakland Raiders you over are. using okay. the Chicago Bears. But on the other side of that, if you have players on your bench who you cannot drop, because there's a lot of people still holding out to carry on Johnson, hoping, you know, whether he can return this week or next week, uh, ho- holding out to handcuffs. And, you know, we've told people, you know, with Spencer Ware, I'm not going to go ahead and contradict myself now and say, drop your handcuffs to, to pick up a second defense. If you need your bench spots, I don't think it's the worst thing to keep the Chicago Bears we saw even in the game where both teams scored 50 fantasy points, the number one and number two defense in those games were the Rams and the Chiefs. That was on Monday Night Football. So just because you give up a lot of points doesn't mean that you can't have a productive fantasy day. And we've seen with guys like Khalil Mack and the way that that front seven is playing, if they get sacks, that can lead to turnovers with Jared Goff, so on and so forth. So I don't think it's just an absolute slam dunk like you have to bench the Chicago Bears. But if you have a dead roster spot on your bench... I would look into one of these streaming options instead. Yeah, in for, for Judy, just for reference, I picked up the Buffalo Bills late last week uh, to have them potentially for this week against the Jets. And we told people to do that. We, po- we told yes, people absolutely. to hold on absolutely. to the Bills for this, this stretch of games where they're playing, where last, uh, you know, last week they were facing Miami. They were adequate the week before that. They were adequate against the Jacksonville Jaguars. And then this week they faced the Jets. So this has been a three-game stretch where, you know, if you were listening a couple of weeks ago, we told you guys this is one of the defenses to to watch and pick up uh, because they have a, th- these three matchups, which look very good right now. Yeah, they do. And the Lions are another one of those teams that we picked up. I am actually starting them uh, in one of my leagues here, uh, facing Arizona on a good matchup next week as well. So I'll throw out the Broncos too, Greg. Definitely, they face, definitely. They face San Francisco this week, then they face Cleveland next week at home where the Broncos defense has played much better this season when they play at mile high. That's pretty much always been the case. And then in week 16, they face Oakland. So that's a three-game stretch coming up. Throughout the fantasy playoffs where if the Denver Broncos are available, that's another team that you could stream every single week. So there you go. Those are some defenses uh, that you could look at for this week. Um, and, and next week and the week after that, you're, planning, you're playing uh, for the future, not just for this week. Well, I mean, depending on how much flexibility uh, you do have on your bench. Frank, you mentioned Kerryon Johnson coming back. You mentioned some of these other players that people are stashing on their bench. At some point, if you just know you're not going to play someone, 
Don't you just let go for defense like this yep. to prepare? I think you have to, right? Yeah, and, and I've had people ask me about, should I drop Jordan Howard to pick up Jalen Samuels? What are you saving Jordan Howard for at this yep. point? I know it sounds totally crazy, agree with but that. I, and he was like your second or third round pick. And at this point, it doesn't matter. You need to win week at a at a week by week basis. You need to focus on the now. You like we're ta- we're talking about defenses, but the defenses that we're offering you also have good matchups this week. So you're planning for now, and you're planning for the future with the defense. When it comes to your position players, you need to win now. So. If you're holding a guy like Jordan Howard, who you're not going to play, or even a wide receiver who maybe he's been in and out of your lineup, like a Larry Fitzgerald. I know that Christian Kirk has gone down, but if you have no plans on playing one of these guys, and players like Jalen Samuels are available, or Justin Jackson, and you have like a dual flex spot, and you need to use one of these guys for this week, what are you holding on to them for? Like, unless it's like Keeper Dynasty... You know, I've already told people to drop Jordan Howard for, for a guy like Jalen Samuels. I've, I'm not going to go back on that. I put in the actually just texted Judy. I go. I put in the claim yep. to, for to drop Jordan Howard for Jalen Samuels. I did the exact same thing. I'll let you know if she got him. Yeah, we'll find out. We will indeed. We're taking a break. Your calls eight four four eight four three six eight seven nine. We're coming up throughout this program. We're here to help you, the people show. Judy's on right after this. DailyRoto.com. Learn from the game's best DFS players. We don't just give you advice. We play every day. All major sports, all year round, we never stop. Industry-leading DFS tools and custom projections. And now, the DailyRoto.com Optimizer. In minutes, build an optimized lineup for cash games and tourneys. Learn from the game's best DFS players. Join DailyRoto.com. The following ad contains shocking material. Listener discretion is advised. Is someone in your family playing a dangerous game of Russian roulette? Over 43,000 people die a year from drug overdose. 120 people a day. Five people every hour. One person every 12 minutes. 88,000 people die every year from alcohol abuse. Over 240 people a day, 10 an hour, one person every six minutes. Somebody you know may be next. Learn how to help someone you love get away from the drugs, alcohol, and bad influences. With the FMLA, people can take a leave of absence from their job and still keep it. Call now and learn how we can help you. 866-484-9621 866-484-9621 That's 866-484-9621 Fantasy Football Frenzy Speaking of the first time, Mr. Sussman, the playoff virgin, has actually made the playoffs in three of his fantasy football leagues. You know how, like, back in the day, like, when you first started getting in the girls, you'd be like, oh, I, I got her, five girls. Yeah, I got her I number. Five girls. I, got, I, got, I got her number. <laughs> and then you get the number, and you never do nothing with it? That's what a Mr. Sussman playoff team is. For the first time ever, I made the playoffs. What you gonna do with it? Oh, you gonna win the chip, or you gonna finish the deal? Because I finished the deal. Weekdays, 1 p.m. Eastern, on FNTSY Radio, and on your popular podcast providers. So I heard a lot about uh, a playoff virgin right here in the commercial, finishing the deal. I gotta say this, Frank. You know what's worse, in all honesty, than you know just getting the tip in? What's that, Craig? Not getting the tip in at all. Not getting anything. Not, at not all. getting anything. Not feeling anything. Being at home by myself. 
with just just an arm. That's that's what Corey is right now. Because yeah, old- I, I I have a chance to go, to go full throttle to finish it off. You know, Corey Corey's finished in in last, but by himself, and that and and that doesn't feel as good. I don't know what's going on with Corey right now. He's got a lot of pent-up aggression inside. I, mm. I walk in this morning. I hear him yelling at Dom. And, and if you joined the BFS a little bit before, you heard the end of the morning after, the best mm-hmm, of there. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. He's yelling at Dom about him and Scott Angle and about how they've been dominating the GST the past couple of years. Greg, I didn't even realize this because there's two different GST leagues, right? We were in the league with Chris Ventura where yeah, he finished in last place in our league. In the other league, Corey Parson finished 3-10. Yeah. He finished 3-10. and 10. Yeah. In GST and in the Carton League. So, Corey's got a lot of, he's got a lot of pent-up aggression inside. Mm-hmm. I don't know if, you know, he's going through a dry spell right now. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Like, I got to have a talk with him. I got to help Certainly him out. Certainly a playoff you know, dry I spell. know, you know, he's planning on going out on Friday night with Gabe. I don't know if, if Gabe's the guy who's going to be able to, to, to get the monkey off Corey's back or, or whatever it might be. I got I to gotta help Corey out, man. Someone's got to help this guy. He's got a lot of, he's got a lot built up inside right now. And I, I think he, I think he's got to let, let some steam off, Greggy. The fantasy virgin. Not, not me. I, I, yeah, no, you're doing yeah, your thing. Just doing my you're thing. doing your thing. Trying to, just winning. I don't you know. You're, uh, yeah. Here's the thing. I don't understand how I, you can talk. I'm taking heat. I don't understand how you could talk about people who are making the playoff. Yeah, it's we, so we, strange. F- finish the deal. Well, guys. I have a chance way, to. The only way that you can finish a deal is if you make the playoffs. You can't finish a deal if you're 3-10, and 10, Greg. Agreed. He, he's been finished for weeks. I last longer. <laughs> Uh, and everyone in the playoffs, we're satisfied. Corey Barson, not satisfying. <laughs> the fantasy executive, the fantasy minute man. There you go. There it is, the fantasy <laughs> minute man. The fantasy minute man on a Friday night with his hand in his pants. Boom, and with that, we go to your <laughs> telephone calls, 844-843-6879. Our first stop is in L.A. with Fred. What's up, Fred? Hey, what's up, guys? How's it going? It's going great, man. Come on, man. Uh, you sort of touched up on the defense earlier. Yeah. Stream, but, uh, I have an interesting one because I do have the Bears. Uh, but on the wave, on the free agency right now, we got Jacksonville, Dallas, Detroit, New York, Giants, and New Orleans. Which one of those would you guys rather play in the Bears? So, like we mentioned, do you have a dead roster spot, someone that you could drop on your bench? Because I don't want to flat out drop the Chicago Bears because in any other matchup besides against the Rams, you're going to start the Chicago Bears. So... I know we're saying you need to win each week. Is there is there a dead roster spot on your bench that you could drop to pick up one of these defenses? I think I do. I mean, I have Kerryon uh, Johnson and DJ Moore, but I don't think I'm going to use either one of those guys because I'm pretty good with my starters. All right, so rattle off some of those defenses again at me. Uh, the Lions, Jacksonville, Dallas, New Orleans. All right, so... Yeah, yeah. So I'm not buying the New Orleans thing. I know there's some right. people that are buying in on New Orleans. They're going up against Tampa Bay. Jameis Winston has been playing a lot better recently. I think this is a very high-scoring game on both sides. So I'm not necessarily buying in on New Orleans. But one team that you mentioned that looked phenomenal, and I don't know if it was just because they were home, but they're going up against Tennessee, and it's not the most potent offense. We saw the Jets actually rattle off a pick six against Marcus Mariota a week ago. And Mariota, while he performed for fantasy purposes, if you watch that game, Greg, he did not look good. Mariota missed a bunch of passes Certainly. down the field. Mm-hmm. Jaguars look like they've reignited their defense. Yep. Jalen, uh, Jalen Ramsey obviously playing uh, very well right now as well. 
Uh, I'm going to go with the Jaguars. Yeah, I like I, the Jaguars against Tennessee on Thursday night. I don't see a lot of points in this game. I think that's a really good one. To me, it was either going to be Jacksonville or Detroit. As I've said multiple times now, I'm starting Detroit. They're in Arizona. It's a good spot. I have spot. Detroit one spot behind the Bears. I know that it's the okay. matchup against okay. Arizona, but I just trust the talent on the Bears' defensive side of the football more so than I do the Lions' matchup. And with that, I also trust the Jaguars' talent on that side of the football yep. uh, as well. They were really good last week. The Jaguars were really good last week against Indianapolis at home. Uh, Marcus Mariota and the Titans certainly don't scare me on offense. Uh, I agree with Frank. I'll go with Jacksonville. Greg, but he has to drop someone. Do you drop Do you drop DJ Moore? Do you drop Kerryon Johnson? Or do you just flat-out drop the Bears? Because I'm looking at their schedule, right? That's right. Week 16, they face the 49ers. So if you make the fantasy championship, you want the Bears. You for need that. the Bears. Next week, they face Green Bay. Now, it remains to be seen what Aaron Rodgers and the Packers offense will be able to do without Mike McCarthy. But in the first game of the season, the Bears gave Aaron Rodgers fits. And the Packers offense has not looked the same. So I, I don't really mind the Bears next week in week 15 either. So do you drop the Bears? Do you drop on Johnson? Or do you do- drop DJ Moore? He says he doesn't need those guys because the rest of his lineup is stacked. I'd probably drop on Johnson. Uh, that, would, that would be the guy for I me. I don't think he plays this week. Either. I don't think he plays this week. I don't need to wait for him next week. If you're never going to play him anyway, go with the injured guy. He's the one that has the best chance of hurting you the least. So give me, uh, give me the defense of the Jaguars for on Johnson. Yeah, assuming it's a redraft, I'm with you. I would drop on Johnson. Um, yeah, just a redraft. Yeah. yeah, definitely. Yeah, so... Like a good, good way to go. Thank you, guys. Yeah, hey, Jacksonville you got it, Jaguars, Thursday night football. I'm with you. I think it's a very low-scoring game against Tennessee. I agree. Let's head out to San Antonio and talk to Devin. What's up, Devin? Yes, Devin? Do we have Devin? I hear he's yeah, trying. Hello? Hey, Devin, what's hey, up, what's man? What's going on, man? Hey, how are you guys today? What's going all right? What's up? All right. Um, so I got a uh, quarterback question. Um, I've been rolling with Winston these uh, past couple weeks, um, but I know you guys were just talking about the uh, the New Orleans Saints. Um, you know, last year, you know, same thing. You know, they their defense got got on fire. Uh, within the last couple weeks of the season, and I and like these past couple games, the Saints, uh, their D's been uh, playing really good. You know, turnovers, takeaways. Uh, I'm thinking about rolling Josh Allen over Winston. Uh, what do you guys think? <clears throat> yeah, I like Josh Allen, and as I mentioned, I, I dove into the QB ranks, so I already have these done. I mean, things are going to change throughout the week, but as of right now, Greg, I have Jameis Winston as my sixth ranked quarterback, and that's one spot higher than the consensus. I know that you make bring you bring up good points about the Saints defense playing better as of late. I just think that you know one way or another, there's going to be a lot of points scored here. Like whether whether it's James Winston playing from behind against the New Orleans Saints or vice versa, I just think that there's going to be points traded in this game. If you look at the game total between the Saints and the Bucks, it's at 56 this week. As of right now, that is the highest of any game on the board. So James Winston has played better. I know that you know he's. He's been under fire in the past, but he hasn't turned the ball over recently. He could have had an interception last week. He's rushing the football a little bit. I understand the, the upside, what we've seen out of Josh Allen, but we do have to project forward. We can't just take, all right, what he's done the past two games and, and guarantee. Like, if we could guarantee that he's going to do that again, like, everyone would have him ranked as the top five quarterback. I mean, most people don't even have him inside the top 15 where I do have him, Greg. I understand that you're, like, nitpicking at this point. I can't start Josh Allen over James Winston. Yeah, I'm going for James Winston as well. I just look at the matchup. What's the over-under total in that one? The Saints and Bucks? Yeah. 56. It's 56. the highest on the board. I got to go with James Winston. Just for that. You, yeah. know, you know they're going to score a ton of points. Yeah. I, I have and, to. And the juxtaposition, right, between right. the Bills and the Jets over-under and the Saints and the Bucks over-under. The Bills and Jets are at 38, Greg. Yeah. That is the... Yep. 
Lowest okay. on the board? No, it's not the lowest. There's one lower than that. Jack Titans, that Jack Titans, yeah. and I, I think uh, I think rightfully so. But just you know what we're expecting in terms of points being scored, and I know you know it's not like Josh Allen needs to light up the scoreboard. I mean, if the guy scores one touchdown, throws for two fifty, and rushes for seventy five, right? He's going to be a top twelve quarterback. And I know at some point we're just going to say, "Hey, this rushing's for real," and I think it is ultimately. But can you really give pro- me the high score? Can you game. really project another one hundred yards rushing, rushing for Josh Allen? I just, like, how can you say no based on what we've seen the past two weeks? But I don't want to do realistic. it. I'm it's not, not realistic it. to project 100 rushing yards. Now the game can you project, that total you know, so low. 50 or 60? You could do that with Josh Allen. Sure. And we know what his upside could be. It could be 135, which is what he just did this past week. You can't project 100. Let's hit another call, and it's Corey in Baltimore. What's up, Corey? Corey, you there, bud? You guys Hello? You nope. guys hear me? Yeah, hey, I hear you. What's man? going on? Okay, um, I have a lineup question. A lot of questions. A lot of questions or a lineup question? This one, this one. I need to start two of the four players. Give it to me. Uh, one running. Okay, I got Chris Thompson, Tevin Coleman, Jeff Wilson, and Mike Williams. I need to start two and then bench two. All right, so, All right, so, so for what me, format? Say it again. What format is this? Uh, PPR. All right, so for me, the first one's easy. Um, and that's Jeff Wilson. I'm with you. I, he's the one guy that is the every down back. Uh, and then... Well, you're one. buying in, Greg. Well, yeah, yes. these guys. Yes. I am. You're sure. buying in, Greg. Sure. Oh, these because guys, I yeah. said yesterday that he was the, the only guy, and you were like, oh, well, Alfred Morris is going to be there. Well, he's there, but like, we're comparing him to Jalen Samuels. But comparing right. to this crew, I like Jeff Wilson the best, easily. Okay. So I, I agree with you. All right, so he's the guy I'm locking in. It is a PPR league, so I'm interested in Chris Thompson, but I don't want anything to do in the Mark Sanchez offense. I'm probably going to lead... Lean Tevin Coleman here. Mike Williams, you're, hope, you're literally just hoping for a touchdown. He wasn't really involved uh, on Sunday night. I'm probably going to go with Tevin Coleman and Jeff Wilson. Yeah, and I know Tevin Coleman has been dreadful lately. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It has been in some tough matchups. You, you can't just take it with a grain of salt. Like He's faced the Ravens, who are the number one defense against the run, and then the Saints the week before that, who you know they've seemingly given up the least amount of fantasy points. It, look, it's the Cowboys, the Saints, and the Ravens, three games in a row. Those are two... Those are three terrible matchups. The last time he faced a solid, a, a good matchup was the Browns, and he put up, uh, he put up about 65, 65 total yards. So I'm with you. I, I'm not scared off by the matchup against the Green Bay Packers. I know you're looking at Mike Williams against the Cincinnati Bengals, but the target share is just like, it's so fluky. He's going to get three uh-huh. or four targets. And, you know, three or four of those targets, I'll sit here and tell you right now, two, two of those could go for touchdowns. Sure. But... Again, it's be it's being realistic with you know opportunity here. And Tevin Coleman, he's still getting he's still getting carries. It's a it's a better it's a it's a better matchup against the Packers this week than it has been. I can't I don't know I can't trust Mike Williams and his three or four targets and hoping that like one or two of those are touchdowns because if he doesn't do that, then he's giving you nothing. So I'm with you, Greg. Give me Jeff Wilson and give me Tevin Coleman. All right, so we're in agreement here, Frank. Before we get to the next call, I want to remind you that the DailyRoto.com NBA lineup optimizer is now available. That means you can use the same tools and projections that DailyRoto.com NFL premium subscribers are using to win each week for NBA DFS contests. DailyRoto.com has produced seven separate FanDuel and DraftKings million dollar tournament winners and millions more in cumulative prizes. If you're playing daily fantasy sports and you aren't using the DailyRoto tools, projections, and optimizers, you're doing it wrong and you're at a competitive disadvantage. Head on over to DailyRoto.com, click on Go Premium, and enter the promo code FNTSY for a special discount and start winning today. That's DailyRoto.com, click on Go Premium, enter the promo code FNTSY for a special discount and start winning. 
today. Greg, I realize I forgot to mention that for people calling in, and you know, we don't want to put you on the spot, but if you have a guilty pleasure song, we're reminding you, we are, we are the, the, the show of the people. We're not out here. We're not gonna we're not gonna bully someone if you're a fantasy version and you're making the fantasy playoffs for the first time. We're here to tell you that we will play your guilty pleasure song. That, I mean, that's we pretty much just for the record. I'm not making the playoffs for the first time. I, I know that, Greg. Okay, <laughs> uh, but we play the the songs that you know you're too scared to say that you like. Do do do. Live in La Vida Loca. Ricky Martin. Whatever it might be. So if you have a guilty pleasure song, hit us up when you call in. Let us know what that is. We'll play it. Coming into a break, out of a break, we'll play it for you tomorrow, whatever it might be. We're here, the show of the people, Greg. We are. We are, in fact, the show of the people. And to show that, we go back to the people, and we go to Kyle in California. What's going on, Kyle? Hey, what's up? Appreciate your time. Absolutely, man. What's happening? Uh, yeah, I have the start two, and I have Sutton, Jackson, and um, Samuels. Start two out of those three, Corton Sutton, Jalen Samuels, and Justin Jackson. What format is this? Yeah. Half-point PPR. A half-pointer, Frankie. Half to point me, PPR. I know Corton Sutton's coming off his best game of the year, and I've had a few questions. I, I had one on Twitter where someone asked me Justin Jackson versus Kenny Galladay, and I think we're going to get a lot of these Justin Jackson versus insert this wide receiver here. Here's how you need to weigh it. Justin Jackson is facing the Cincinnati Bengals. While we don't know what his workload is, the matchup doesn't get better than that, Greg. They've allowed the most fantasy points against running backs this season. So whether, whether he's getting you know, 10 touches or 15 touches, it, it's hard to project. You don't know what the workloads are going to be for him and Austin Eckler. That's why I think you know, we rank him as more of a high-end flex option this week. But Cortland Sutton's only done it once. Justin Jackson's looked pretty good the past two weeks. I'm, I'm taking the running backs here. I am Jalen Samuels and Justin Jackson. I'm with you. It's two or two, Frankie. Um, the matchup's really good for Justin Jackson. And while I put him behind Jalen Samuels and I put him behind um, Jeff Wilson, I still like him. He looked really, really good on Sunday night, and he earned more playing time. And I know if I'm an Austin Eckler owner, I'm a little bit nervous, but the matchup's really good for both of these guys. We have seen Melvin Gordon and Austin Eckler both be successful, starting both of them at the mm-hmm. same time. I think you, you have that uh, in a really tasty matchup against Cincinnati this week. I like Justin Jackson ahead of Cortland Sutton. I will say I understand why you have this dilemma, though, because Cortland Sutton's in a good spot as well. He's going up against the 49ers. They just allowed four touchdowns sure. to wide receivers a week ago against the Seattle Seahawks, and it seems like they've been giving up fantasy production to wide receivers all season long. But Sutton has been a little bit up and down. I know he's coming off a career day last week where he scored the touchdown. But on any given week, remember, the Broncos passing offense is not a huge volume passing offense. In the weeks where Emmanuel Sanders still goes off, and I think this could be one of those weeks where, you know, obviously playing in the slot against, uh, against San Francisco, they have Richard Sherman on the outside. Maybe Case Keenum shies away from Cortland Sutton and Richard Sherman on the outside and looks more Emmanuel Sanders' way in the slot. There's just... You know, there's not enough volume to go around where if this is a big Emmanuel Sanders week, that could cancel out what Cortland Sutton can do. Uh, I like the matchup, but I- I'll take the running backs instead there. All right, one more call. We're going to sneak in before the break. It's going to be Mike in Texas. What's up, Mike? Mikey from the South, Greggy. The deep South. You know where that's from? Nope. Really? Really, Greg? What? Little Nicky? Oh, I like... Come on, Greg. I like Little Nicky. Where are you from? The South. You the deep South. You didn't get... Your accent was terrible. Bavona, do, do we have Mike in Texas? Big Mike! Yeah, can you, can you hear me? What's up, Mike? What's up, Mike? 
Okay, okay. Yeah, so uh, PPR-related question. Yeah, sure. I already answered my question about Justin Jackson. Good. And so I'm going to start him because of the matchup. And I also am going to start uh, uh, Emmanuel Sanders as well. Okay. One question I do have, it's between Julian Edelman, Larry Fitzgerald, Spencer Ware, and Gus Edwards. So I can only pick two out of those four. It's a good foursome. It's a good foursome. Wait, hold on a second here, though. This is a PPR league, right? That's correct. So I'm thinking of starting Larry Fitzgerald because Christian Kirk got hurt and uh, the Detroit defensive line has just been real stout against the run. And I feel like that Miami game with uh, Julian Edelman, there's going to be a lot of running because Miami's weak against the run. But I'm really curious on who to start between Spencer Ware and Gus Edwards. So one of them's going to go. Continue. Oh, I'm sorry. What was that? Continue. Oh, so one of them is, is definitely going to, I'm definitely going to slide one of them into my wide receiver two spot. And then one more person is going to slide into the flex. All right, so you have so to start Edelman. You have to start Edelman or Fitz, and then the other one gets jumped, lumped in with Edwards and Ware. That's correct. Or I can start Edelman and Fitz if it's if it's right. the best out of those right, two. I'm just trying to get as much upside as possible. Here's the thing, Greg, and we'll we'll talk about this on the other side of the break because we have the break coming up right here. I have your question written down. We're going to come back to this. I don't know, based on the players that he gave us, that you're starting Justin Jackson. I don't know that you're starting Justin Jackson over Spencer Ware. You're starting Justin Jackson over Gus Edwards. You like Justin Jackson, but those guys are getting much more volume right now. We're talking about it more. On the we'll other- break it down and answer more of your questions at 844-843-6879. Come back with us. If you're someone that needs fantasy sports advice every day, the Fantasy Sports Radio Network has you covered. When you download the FNTSY Sports Radio Network app, you get the top fantasy advice every single day right through the weekend. Be sure to listen to our weekend warriors like College Football Today. Welcome to College Football Today Weekend Fantasy Update. They call me the fantasy Jesus. In this league, it is never short of exciting at ITL. And so much more. Download the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app in the iTunes and Google Play Store now and keep the best fantasy experts right in your pocket all day long and all week long. Indeed knows finding the right hire takes time away from your business. Hiring a qualified data engineer felt like a second job. More job seekers use Indeed than any other site, so there's no better place to find someone with the skills you're looking for. I needed someone with a master's in computer science and database experience. Plus, Indeed screener questions help you find your shortlist fast. Now I'm back to having just one job. See why more than 3 million companies worldwide use Indeed to hire. Post your job at Indeed.com hire. Indeed, the world's number one job site. Source.com score total visits. Lumber Liquidators is celebrating the opening of our 400th store. So we're putting over 400 floors on sale. That means huge savings for you. Get pre-finished hardwood and bamboo up to 36% off, including new styles like Mediterranean maple and bestsellers like Silverstone bamboo. Take 25% off all Dream Home laminate and 10 to 15% off our best waterproof floors. More from just 49 cents, plus special financing and professional installation. Hurry, get to your local Lumber Liquidators today. The playoffs are so much more important. But in a dynasty league, it's not only about that year. So even if I miss the playoffs, I should be able to have just the same access, I think, as a playoff team to get, uh, let's say, a a Jackson. Even in a dynasty league, the future is not as important as this year. You play for the trophy. You play for the championship. That's more important than anything else. Weekdays, 7 a.m. Eastern on FNTSY Radio and on your popular podcast providers. You liking this? I'm with it. 
This is Chris Bavona's Guilty Pleasure song. You know what this sounds like? And I'm, I'm sure he knows it. This sounds like a song where Scott Engel can sing every single word to the song. I agree. Is that something that you've heard before? Yeah, uh, I haven't heard him do this particular song, but I can definitely see that. So who slash what is this song, Greg? Do you know? Or Bavona, if you just want to hop on the mic, you let us know. No idea. I don't know what this is. It's Paul Abdul, Opposites Attract. Oh, Paul Abdul, oh, yeah. let's go, baby. So down with it. Are you a Paul Abdul guy? No, but I, Greg, you know I am a connoisseur of the, the 80s. <laughs> Dive right in, man. I'm t- like I should be this age right now in the '80s. I don't know if I'd be alive right now still, but I, I was meant for the '80s, man. Uh, the-, the spawn of Metallica, uh, Michael Jordan. Just it was a great time. It was great. Fresh Prince of Bel Air. Like, come on, the late '80s, '90s. It was, it was just a great, great time, Greg. Frank, the, se- the second you said to me, "We need guilty pleasure music," I, you, my eyes lit up, and I'm so happy because <laughs> you know I am the king of guilty pleasure music. Absolutely. Uh, Greg, what's your, what, I mean, pretty much, if you just scroll through Greg's phone, like his whole phone, it's like a guilty pleasure phone. Very much. Do you have like we're one that compare. sticks out? Do you have one that Greg sticks and I, out one day, we're going to compare. Well, I, you know what? I, don't I, I think I beat you. You know Greg. what? Sticks out, I don't Greg. really. What's the one that sticks you? out? I don't like. I, I'm not talking about like top 40 hits right now. I don't want to hear Justin Bieber or, you know, stuff that's out right now. Like, what's like your like. 80s, 90s, like, I shouldn't tell someone that I like, like this song. Oh, I'm proud, I'm proud to tell everybody. Like, what is it? Like, I, don't, I don't really know. Like, you know me, right? Like, if yeah. it wasn't a Backstreet Boys or Britney Spears song, I'm like, yeah. proud of that. So. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we've all seen it firsthand. I'm not like... We've all, we've all seen, seen you sit in that chair, start rattling off some Backstreet Boys lyrics. The other thing is, I don't really keep stuff on here anymore. I have people talking about Depeche Mode in the chat, too. Like, I have, um, give me the Depeche Mode. I have, Sp- I have Spotify now, so it's just all there, you know? We talked about Little Nicky earlier. Yeah. The song two of hearts. I mean, Vona, if you just want to like play thirty seconds of that song, because I don't think that we could play more than that. But the song two of hearts, Greg. I mean, this is this is a great song. You know what's crazy? So again, bringing it back to Judy's team. Literally, the only players she has are on like three teams. <laughs> it's on her team. It's crazy. Only Packers, yep. Steelers, and Saints, and that's it. I mean, it makes sense, right? Yeah. I mean, that, that's like a winning formula. If you could just have a bunch of Steelers and Saints on your fantasy team, um, it seems like it would work out pretty well. I want to get back to this question uh, that, we, uh, that we got before, the, the, uh, before we got to the break, Greg. Emmanuel Sanders and Justin Jackson. The caller said that he was locking those in in a PPR. Mind you, I like oh. Justin Jackson a lot this week. I think he's a high-end flex option. But when we talk about lumping him in with players like Julian Edelman and Spencer Ware, I know Gus Edwards doesn't catch passes either, but that's the main thing here. In PPR, I think Justin Jackson takes a bit of a hit. Now, what you would need him to do to really pay off in PPR is he would have to score one touchdown, maybe two, because Justin Jackson hasn't been using the pass game at all, Greg, and it's a great matchup. But I don't know that I'm in the position yet to start or say that I want to start Justin Jackson over Spencer Ware. Are you in agreement there? Because this yeah. is where you have to weigh... The matchup of Justin Jackson and projecting what you think his workload is going to be versus a guy like Spencer Ware, and I talked about this. He's going up against the Ravens. The Ravens have been a tough matchup against running backs all season long, but Spencer Ware plays for one of the three best offenses in the NFL, so I mean, he could easily have scoring opportunities. I know he didn't get a bunch of, a bunch of targets last week either, but he has more of a track record of being a pass catcher than Justin Jackson does. Are you at that level where you're going to start Justin Jackson over Spencer Ware? I'm not. No, Spencer. Uh, you give me the offense with Kansas City. You give me the guy that you know that's getting the goal line, the goal line work. And I understand they want to make this a like, three man committee with Damian Williams and uh, somebody else. Shakanja West is back there, um, and Spencer Ware. But listen, where's the guy? 
where as somebody that was a Spencer Ware truther the last three years, he's the guy. He was great two years ago. Tours ACL coming in last year. Um, and we got an opportunity. He got the job done this past week uh, on the Wildcat conversion. So give me Spencer Ware over Justin Jackson. I completely agree with you. And then he needs one more. He needs one more out of this group, which includes... It's got to be a wide receiver. It has, it has to, be to be a wide receiver. receiver. I'll take Julian Edelman. I, I, I agree with his logic, ideas. The logic. The logic is there, definitely, because... You know, we've poo-pooed the, the Patriots running backs, but I actually think this is a pretty good week, and it's a pretty good spot for Sony Michel. And I'll let you guys know tomorrow where I have him ranked. But, but I do think that the Patriots run the football a lot, but they're still going to pass. And, and it wouldn't surprise me if the Dolphins are somewhat competitive in this game. It's not like it's going to be close, but within, like, a one-score game, I still think that Julian Edelman can, can get his in this matchup, Greg. And it's PPR, where he's been extremely safe. So give me Spencer Ware, give me Emmanuel Sanders, give me Julian Edelman. Okay, uh, for me, I will go Julian Edelman, Spencer Ware again. I agree. I'm in. And Emmanuel Sanders. Oh, wait a minute. You can start Ware and Edwards. And Edelman, right, because you're benching Justin Jackson. That makes sense. Okay, Frank and I, once again, in agreement. 844-843-6879. Phone lines are lighting up, so we head out to Salem. And talk to Justin. What's up, Justin? Justin, what's up? What's up, what's up, what's up? Justin, I'm starting Julio Jones this week. How about you? <laughs> What's up, man? All right, man, for real. The, the Guilty Pleasure song, first of all, I also think would make a cool intro for you guys is that song called Good by Better Than Ezra. That was way back in the day. I like that song. That's a me song for sure. Greg, can you give me like a little sample? Because I don't know what off I want, the top of my head. Oh, no, 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 no. I want Justin to do it. It's his Guilty Pleasure song. All right, song. Justin, you got to sing us a little sample here. Man, we don't even know the lyrics. We just used to go driving to that song, and you'd always do that. Wah <laughs> uh, I gotta hear this. Do I know the song? I have to know the song, right? Exactly. Oh, I know the song. All right, all right. All you know is like the the word "good." Yeah, there's like there's no words. It's like all right, I got it. Yep. Cool. Sweet. Cool. I'm actually going to ask you guys the same question I asked you last week, and you guys came through for me, so I appreciate y'all. And I got through the first round of the playoffs last week, so nice. I'm going straight back. I'm going straight back to you guys with the same question. Let's do it. Start three of the five players. It's a PPR league. It's uh, piggybacking off a lot of that last caller too. It's DJ Moore, Spencer Ware, James White, Sony Michelle. And Gus Bus. Yeah, I remember those questions that we had last mm-hmm. week. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember I was uh, I was still on James White, and he had the big game receiving in that one. He did. So, he did. all right, you can you start any three of these, or do you need to have DJ Moore as the wide receiver, or just any three? Nope, any three. All right, so the Carolina Panthers going up against the Cleveland Browns. It's kind of hard to go right back to DJ Moore because Devin Funch's first game back, Greg, he scores a touchdown. touchdown. Curtis Samuel. Totally like, yeah, you know, they... Cam Newton, and I, I spoke about this on Monday when we were doing the recap. Cam Newton, and let's not fall for this again. He spreads the ball around. It's, we know Christian McCaffrey is going to get his. Cam Newton's going to run as well. But he's really just going to throw the ball to whoever's open. So he, he threw a lot to Curtis Samuel last week. Greg Olson goes down. You know, Ian Thomas also stepped up with five targets in that game. I'll tell you right now, the two that seem to be a lock for me, and I know Sony Michel doesn't catch passes, but I do think he scores a touchdown in this matchup against Miami is I'm throwing the two Patriots running backs in there. So then we're looking at, we need one more spot between Spencer Ware, DJ Moore, and Gus Bus. And the Ravens are going up against the Kansas City Chiefs, which is a good matchup on the ground. The problem is how far from behind are they playing? 
Because this is a weird game for me, Greg, because if the Ravens fall from behind well, here's and the they thing. need someone to throw the ball to get back in the game, does Lamar Jackson make that happen? Does Lamar Jackson have the arm to compete and go blow for blow with Patrick Mahomes? Here's the thing. I don't know if that happens. They're playing each other, Spencer Ware and Gus Edwards. Yeah. The matchup is not good for Spencer Ware. It's much better for Gus Edwards, but if they're playing from behind, what happens? It makes it... Very, very it throws a, little, uh, throws a little curveball in this. I program. agree with Frank once again. I'm starting uh, Jimmy White and Sony Michelle. And then for me, I'm going to go with Gus Edwards because I think he's guaranteed the carries. I know Kenneth Dixon is there. Now I know Ty Montgomery is your passing back, but I think they want to get Gus Edwards involved. I think they have to in order to be successful. I'm going to say Gus Edwards over Spencer Ware this week. And it's PPR. And if Spencer, Ch- Ware, if Spencer Ware did anything in the past game last week, you know, we'd be able to hang our hat on that. Like, you, you do ex- I expect him to get more work in the past game than Gus Edwards because Gus Edwards has done next to nothing. But Damian Williams was also involved in the past game last week as well. So it's not like Spencer Ware is the only guy who's going to see targets out of the backfield. And in terms of what the Chiefs have allowed this year to opposing running backs, they've allowed... You know, just about 110 rushing yards per game, which is like eighth highest in the NFL, and they're allowing 5.15 yards per carry to opposing running backs this season, Greg, which is the most, the highest in the NFL. So it's a good spot for Gus Edwards. I'm with you. I'm hoping that Gus Edwards scores a touchdown, yep. and I know, I know that Kenneth Dixon has kind of stepped in here, and Ty Montgomery is the passing downs back, but I think Gus Edwards... Has a, has a good chance to score a touchdown here as well against the Kansas City Chiefs. It's a good question, though. It's a good question. Uh, I'm, leaving, I'm leaving DJ Moore out because uh, the Panthers uh, spread the ball around a little bit too much. Give me the Patriots running backs and Gus Edwards, but boy, is it close. Like, if the matchup was anybody else for Spencer Ware outside of the Ravens, I would go with Spencer Ware. But that matchup right there just uh, gives Gus Edwards a nod. All right. Uh, 844-843-6879. We continue on with your telephone calls, and we hit up Wes in California. What's up, Wes? Not much. Just need some help so I can win this next game. <laughs> All right. What do you got, Wes? Oh, man. My wide receiver spot, my wide receiver, my second wide receiver spot is pretty, pretty bad um, with A.J. Green going out. Um, but all I have left and I can't pick up any more people off the waiver wires because I used them all up. I have um, Alshon Jeffrey or Kiki Cutie. Oh. Mm. Mm. What format is this? Uh, full PPR. All right, Greg. Kiki QT and the Houston Texans going up against the Indianapolis Colts and Alshon Jeffrey and the Eagles going up against the Dallas Cowboys with that very, very stout secondary I mean, I think I just kind of like answered the question uh, for you right there. Overall, <laughs> it's a better matchup for Kiki. I mean, yeah. we don't know how healthy he is. You have to pay attention this week to make sure that he's going to play Wes. But just in a vacuum, Alshon Jeffrey yeah. has done nothing, nothing since Golden Tate has joined this team. And we just saw, you know, pretty much the passing offense has rolled through Golden Tate and Zach Ertz the past couple of weeks. And not only that, now Josh Adams is getting 20 carries right. a week. So we see what the Eagles offense has looked like and it doesn't involve Alshon Jeffrey, and the Cowboys' secondary has been phenomenal this season. So I'm going to go with, I'm gonna go with yeah. a better matchup in Kiki QT, you know, at least in PPR. I, if he plays and he's healthy, I think he's the safer bet for five, six receptions here, Greg. Uh, I, I'm, why, you play with a rule where you have a set number of waiver wire acquisitions that you can make per season? 
Yeah, I'm getting out of this league. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't blame you, man, because that's uh, that's a weird rule. I know some people play with that, but you know, I would uh, I would definitely advocate for not playing in a league like that. You should be able to make waiver acquisitions throughout the entirety of the season, especially in the playoffs. Because look at it, I'm sure you know you have guys on the waiver wire like Zay Jones, who you know that would be a slam dunk over one of these guys this week, or yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, someone like Dante Pettis. Like you'd much rather want to pick one of those guys up. Uh, but if I had to choose one of these guys, uh, I, yeah. I would go with Kiki. And Wes, uh, I do appreciate you calling in because I know you call into the frenzy as well and you call into BFF. So uh, I appreciate that. You show no bias. You know, you just want to get your question that. answered and you call into both shows. So we do appreciate that. I don't want to put you on the spot, but do you have a guilty pleasure yeah. song that, uh, that you want to tell your BFFs about? <laughs> no, no, I, I don't. <laughs> nothing <laughs> no, he wants no, to say out loud. No guilty pleasure song. Nothing that he wants to reveal on the radio. Uh, we'll, we appreciate you regardless, Wes. Thank you. And with, and with that, we say goodbye to our YouTube audience. We appreciate you. The Frenzy comes up next with Corey Parson, Jim Day, and Chris Venture. If you're listening to the podcast, subscribe, like, rate us five stars, leave a comment. If you're live on the radio, we go another four minutes with you, and we do those four minutes in California. We'll start with Albert in California. He's in Long Beach. What's up, Albert? Hey, what's going on, guys? How about them Chargers? How about them Chargers, Chargers, Greggy? And now everybody is talking about an L.A. Super Bowl, and you know who predicted an L.A. Super Bowl before the season, Greg. It was your boy, the the Los Angeles Rams and the Los Angeles Chargers. Let's see if we can make it happen, Greggy. All right, I got a a tight end question. Okay. And um, I got George Kittle in my slot. And I just recently picked up Jalen Samuels because mm. he could do a running back and tight end. So yep. I'm wondering, wondering who could I plug in in this uh, playoff game. All right, who does he plug in there? So it's George Kittle versus Jalen Samuels. This is exactly where we disagreed. I had Samuels, you had Kittle. Yeah, it's just the, the target share for me when it comes to, when it comes to George Kittle. It, it's just been so solid. Look at his past three games he's played with Nick Mullins. He's had at least nine targets in every single one of those games, Greg. I just I think he's rock solid. He's one of these guys that you just kind of like plug in and, and you forget and you don't really you know you don't you don't worry about it. It's he's just been uh, he's been there. I understand you know having a flex running back. There's a little bit more volatility there than we realize uh, when it comes to uh, you know Stephen Ridley involved, uh, Trey Edmonds as well. I know we differ. I'm, I'm going to say George Kittle. Do you have a flex a flex option in this league as well? Yeah, I do. I have a Philip Lindsay in there. Oh yeah, well, <laughs> you're playing Philip Lindsay. Absolutely. There's no doubt about that, man. I'm I'm going with George Kittle, but it's super close. I have George Kittle ranked one spot ahead of Jalen Samuels, Greg. And I know you're going with Samuels. I'm going with Samuels. I have him ranked one spot ahead of George Kittle. So that's not gonna help you. Sorry. Oh, that's tough. I'm sorry, yeah. man. I'm sorry, man. Cool, guys. Thanks. You got yeah, it, buddy. No problem, yeah, we appreciate, appreciate you, man. your help. Appreciate the love. One last call to get to yeah. before we wrap up today's show, and that's Daniel in L.A. What's up, Daniel? Yo, what's up, guys? What's happening, man? Uh, chilling, chilling, chilling. Uh, I just got a couple questions about my running back spot and uh, my receiver spot. So I got Isaiah Crowell, LeGarrette Blunt, and I just picked up Justin Jackson. I know you guys have been talking about it yep. all show. Mm-hmm. But, um, and then um, I need one of them to be in. And also I have, for my receivers, I got Calvin Ridley, Dante uh, uh, Baldwin, and I got um, this is my team. Dante Pettis. Mm. So I was just trying to, like, figure out, like, um, one to be putting on the running back spot, one for the receiver, and, and, and if we can, like, put 
put it in the flex. You feel me? It's half PPR. Yeah, I, I feel so, you. So, so, so you I need one running back, one wide receiver, and a flex, flex, right? Yeah, out of those six guys. So, yeah. so I'm gonna I'm gonna make my first decision easy. Well, th- this is something that you're actually battling with yourself. One thousand percent. Reminded me a lot of your team. Instead of Pettis, it's Zay Jones, but the same thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so for me, the I running back going to start is Justin Jackson. Because if Kerry Johnson comes back, annoying. Uh, Isaiah Crowell and the Jets, they're terrible. Justin Jackson's good. Facing Cincinnati. I wouldn't completely poo-poo Crowell. I'm I know not like, the sa- Jets' offense is I'm terrible. A, I, I agree with you. I like, Juk- Jackson. Flex? I like Jackson as well. But Crowell, the last time he faced the Bills, scored a touchdown. Coming off a week where he just had 20 carries. For me, when it comes to the wide receiver, right now, so you know, on the team where I have Baldwin and Ridley... Uh, and Zay Jones instead of your Pettis. I have Calvin Ridley in there for the matchup against Green Bay. I'm not necessarily sold on it. I know he's been really bad mostly uh, outside of that really uh, big game on Thanksgiving, but right now I have Calvin Ridley in there. I don't know, though. Yeah, Greg, Doug Baldwin. Yeah, Calvin Ridley is just like off and on. I know, man. He's like, I know, man. Sometimes he's on, sometimes he's off. He just pisses me off, so it's just like... Yeah, this is but this yeah, is where I you have to weigh whether whether you want to you, whether you want to give yourself the safe floor, Greg, or do you want to go with the high upside? Because to me, the high upside plays are Calvin Ridley and Dante Pettis, and we know that the Broncos lost their slot corner in Chris Harris. So if you ask me, I'm going Justin Jackson, Calvin Ridley, and Dante Pettis. I'm leaving Doug Baldwin out against the Vikings. Greg. I'm going Jackson Ridley. And Doug Baldwin, a little safety there. Assuming Dante Pettis may not get the job done. Frenzy's up next. Have a great day, everybody. We'll see you tomorrow. We We hope. hope.